So today in Sincerely Speaking, we have a very special treat. We're going to be talking with Dr. Zoe Shaw. She is a psychotherapist and a relationship and life coach. She has five children. She's the mom of five. She has been married for 25 years, so she knows a lot about relationships and interactions and all of this. But her real passion is helping busy moms create a life they truly treasure and love. So thank you, Dr. Zoe, for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Communication. Its effective use is the key to success in business, relationships, and life. Yet, we're never taught to use communication in a way that is effective, productive, and positive. The result? Interactions that lead to overwhelm, stress, discontent, lack of motivation, poor relationships, and the feeling of not being fully heard. We're engaged in a permanent tug of war, not the true flow of proper communication. Is there a way to fix this? Can the way we communicate truly be the key to achieving balance and success in all aspects of our life? Join me, Marcy Amaro, as we explore the answers to these and other communication, influence, connection, and success questions here on Sincerely Speaking. Awesome. So what I thought we could start talking about is defining what boundaries really are. I find that there's a lot of negative stigma surrounding the idea of boundaries and actually even a lot of fear when people think about, well, I need to set boundaries. That's just such a fearful thing to do. So if we could start just by talking what boundaries really are, I think that would help us get started today. Yes. So, you know, a lot of people, when I talk about boundaries, people start thinking about, oh, you're giving an ultimatum, right? And, you know, I don't believe that ultimatums, if we want to use that word, are negative things. Ultimatums are just a boundary, really. And we have them everywhere in our life. If we run a red light, something's going to happen. If we speed, we're going to get a ticket. You know, if we, you know, don't show up to work, things happen. So those boundaries or ultimatums are built into our world and we don't think about them, but we forget to apply them to ourselves. And so a boundary first is a rule that you have for yourself. It is not a rule that you have for anyone else. Mm -hmm. And often people will say, oh, well, they don't respect my boundaries. So boundaries don't work. No, (laughs) boundaries work. (laughs) Your job is to ha- is to say, this is a rule I have for myself and I will not engage if that's not something that you're willing to do. So you're not telling other people what they need to do. You're telling people what you are going to do. That is what a true boundary is. Absolutely. I heard somewhere once that you um, perpetuate what you allow. So what you Absolutely. allow just keeps happening and expands. And that has a lot to do with what we're talking about, right? A hundred percent. And a lot of times we will vilify people because we allow them to do things that aren't okay for us. And really it's that we are not taking good care of ourselves. Absolutely. Now that segues into this idea of self-care, which is something else that you talk about constantly, right? But how difficult is it to have true self-care without clearly set boundaries? Oh, wait, say that again. How difficult is it to... to Truly care, take care of yourself if you don't have clearly set boundaries. Oh, well, it's a relationship. Yeah. You can't. Self-care yeah. is also about boundaries. So, I mean, if no one else exists in your world, 
Yeah, you could certainly do, you know, some self-care, but the reality is boundaries also apply to ourselves, right? Because part of self-care, when I talk about what self-care is, is self-care is being a good mother to yourself. And so if we think about what a good mother is, what does a good mother do? A good mother makes you eat your vegetables. She makes you go to bed on time, right? She nurtures you and she cares for you. And she's a soft, loving space, but she also has very like serious rules and boundaries for how you live your life. And the reason why is because she knows that's good for you. And so boundaries apply both to ourselves and it applies externally. And so I, I don't know how you can really care well for yourself without having boundaries. Absolutely. Now, when we typically hear people talk about boundaries, I think that one of the reasons why they get so standoffish about it is because they think of boundaries as limits, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can't go beyond a certain space. Is that a correct way to look at boundaries though? Well, you know, I like to think of boundaries as more like a warm hedge that's keeping you safe. Um, Is it a limit? Yeah, absolutely it is. But the reality is, is that when we don't have limits for our children, they don't feel safe. When we don't have limits for ourselves, we don't feel safe. When we don't have limits for people in relationship with us, they don't respect us. And so you can look at boundaries as a negative thing. Yeah, it is a limit, but that limit actually fosters trust. It fosters care. Um, it fosters respect. So it fosters really beautiful, healthy, warm things in your life. So boundaries are good, even if it is a limit. Absolutely. And how do we start defining or setting those boundaries for ourselves? How do we start that process? You know, one of the ways, and this is actually a good decision-making process generally, but one of the, the ways that can be helpful is to ask yourself, if no one in the world had any care, any judgment, anything to say about choices that I make for myself in my life, what choices would I make? So that's globally, like what choices would I make about my schedule? What choices would I make about things I do? What choices would I make about people I hang out with? What choices would I make about the way that I take care of my body, right? Maybe even if it wasn't hard, what would I do to care for myself? So when you take out the fear, So the reason why we don't do things that are healthy for us is fear, maybe fear of what other people think of us or fear about a story we make up about consequences or how hard it is. So if you allow yourself to go, okay, let me take that fear away. And then what choices would I make? That's a really good step because then you already know what to do. It's just about figuring out how to walk through the fear to do the things. Absolutely. Now, when we are talking about um, self-care and boundaries and all these things, it also plays into our ability to be productive, does it not? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, there's been lots of research about people who are, quote, successful, people who are excellent producers, and they have routines. They have very stringent routines for themselves. And the routines might, for someone who doesn't generally have them, look like they're very confining, right? But what we find is that when you work within structure, you do better. I forget what your question was. Um, What was your question? (laughs) How boundaries and self-care lead to productivity. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. And so when you decide, you know what, I'm going to get eight hours of sleep every night for me, it's seven, but I'm going to get my seven to nine hours, whatever your number is that works well for you. When you decide I'm going to go ahead and move my body every single day. When you choose to set an hour aside for yourself written and blocked off in your calendar for your passion, for, you know, whether you're a writer or whether you're an artist or whether, you know, you have a side hustle that you want to do. When you make time and set those boundaries for yourself, you're going to find that over time with consistency, you're going to be way more productive than if you're just winging it. We're trying to get things in the cracks, especially when it comes to women and things that we care about in our life. We often will care for everybody else. Right. And then we try to fit our things in the cracks. We put everybody else on our calendar. And so what I'm asking you to do is go ahead and put yourself on the calendar, not in the cracks. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, one more thing that I was curious about, I haven't really researched this, but do you find that certain personalities have a harder time send, setting boundaries than others? Could you speak? Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, when we talk about types or personalities, pleasers have a really hard time setting boundaries. Fixers have a really hard time setting boundaries. Um, a lot of that is about fear, about wanting to be liked, about wanting to be valued, about wanting. And, you know, it's interesting because especially people who are, are pleasers, they so much want validation and they so much want to be loved and, and liked. And yet what they do actually produces the opposite because when you don't care for yourself and instead care for somebody else. Your expectation is that that person's going to reciprocate. That person's going to care for me. That person's going to give me what I need. But what happens is the person takes advantage of you because you don't have boundaries. And so you're sending a message to them. You don't have to respect me. Right. Um, yeah. So I forget the question again. I just start talking. About it. <laughs> you're doing great. Um, which personalities have a hard time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So certain types do have a really hard time. Now, if you want to look at type A personalities, the types of personalities that really want perfectionism, they also have a hard time. It's, it's not, it's, I'm trying to think of what it looks like, because it's not necessarily in setting a boundary, but what they do is that they set a bar that's too high for, for themselves. And so maybe, I don't want to say that their boundaries are too tight, but the bar is so high that sometimes they will give up before they even get started. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's in relationships too. If he can't be A, B, C, and D, then I'm just not even going to do the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if I can't get straight A's, I'm not even going to take the class. That's a way that that those kinds of boundaries can actually hurt you. But yes, different personalities. And it's important to know your tendency, mm -hmm. you know, with self-care. I think one of the biggest aspects of self-care is being willing to know yourself, know yourself well, just like you want to know the people that you love. Be curious about yourself. Be curious about what drives you. Be curious about why you do the things you do, because when you know yourself well, that I'm a little ADHD, I procrastinate sometimes, right? Sometimes I take on more than I can handle. Um, <laughs> when you do, then, then actually you can better take care of yourself. 
Absolutely. Now, as you were talking about the type A personalities and all these things, um, I once talked to Nicole Bridges, another uh, licensed therapist, and she was talking about how at the heart of perfectionism is fear. So that's the underlying drive force, driving force of perfectionism. Um, so what we, my question is, when we're looking at our boundaries, setting boundaries, setting these expectations, should we be cautious to notice whether fear is at the heart of why and how we're setting these things? It's always at the heart. So that's just a given. Fear is there. The question is, what are you fearing? That I won't get the love I want? That I don't deserve to be treated well? Are you fearing that people are going to leave you? You're going to be abandoned? Are you fearing that um, you will lose the things that are important to you in your life. The question isn't whether it's fear, it's what are you fearing? Are you fearing, you know, I had a client um, and he was so codependent with his children. He gave them way too much. He allowed, he really ultimately, um, I can't think of the word, it's not sabotage, um, but in his enabling, he actually hurt his children, right? Because they didn't become productive citizens. They completely relied on him and used him. But he grew up having been abandoned by his mother. And so his lack of boundaries was really about him reparenting himself, saying, I don't ever want to abandon my children in any way. I don't want them to feel that pain. Right. And so in him not wanting them to feel that pain, his fear was if I set a limit with my kids, if I push them, if I encourage them to be independent, I'm going to hurt them and then I will do what was done to me. So that was his fear. Now, I can't tell anybody what their fear is because it's really you know, specific to your issues, um, but it's always about fear. Wow. So if we can identify the source of that fear or what, not the source, but what we're afraid of, what exactly. the end yeah. fear is, then we can so, yeah. start tackling that particular aspect and see how we can maybe fulfill or work with that. And then that yeah. will trickle down into all these other things. Yes. And you do that by asking the question, if I say no, what am I afraid will happen? If I, you know, choose not to go to that thing or, or, you know, whatever it is, ask yourself, what am I afraid will happen? And then what? Because maybe it's, well, you know, maybe they'll get mad. Okay. Well, if they get mad, what are you afraid of? What happened? So go ahead and take yourself down until sometimes it might take a couple of questions and then what? And what does that mean? To get to the ultimate thing of I fear abandonment, right? Absolutely. The same thing with figuring out what we need, right? Because boundaries is both about what we will not put up with, but it's also about what we need, right? So if we right. can ask ourselves, okay, what is it that I ultimately want? And then what? And then why? And keep digging until we get to the source, we will probably have a greater chance of getting that fulfilled, no? Yeah, I think that's definitely helpful. I think so. Um, I think that we as humans have a, I, I think we know what being treated well is. I think we know how to care for ourselves. Um, and maybe we don't always know our needs, but we, we kind of know how to get them. I think the thing is, is that we sabotage ourselves in the process because of fear. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. Well, Dr. Zoe, this has been amazing and I really appreciate your time. I just wanted to ask before we leave, is there any anything that else that I should have asked? Any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? <laughs> 
Um, You know, I can't think of anything else you should have asked, but I really do just want to hammer in that concept and idea of knowing yourself well. And whether it's journaling to know yourself, they're great prompt journals that you don't even have to come up with the ideas. There's like one that's called Five Questions, I think. Um, There's there's so many. There's another journal called List Myself, which is phenomenal. Um, There's so many different ones, but the focus is know yourself well and be on a journey to do that and you're always changing too um so that's really my my best advice at the moment (laughs) oh thank you so much dr zoe and for everybody listening to our conversation if you would like to know more about dr zoe's work what she does how to work with her and she has a bunch of resources go to drzoeshaw.com and you can just find all her information there Uh, Thank you again for your time and for being with us today, Dr. Zoe. You're very welcome. Have a great day. I want to sincerely thank you for spending this time with me today. I know you have a million things you could be doing, so I appreciate you tuning in. If you have found value in this conversation, please share it with others. And as a thank you, I'd like to invite you to download a free copy of my Tough Talks checklist, which will walk you through how to transform even the most difficult conversations into tools for connection, respect, and collaboration. Simply visit marciamaro.com for details. Until next time, I'm Marcia Amaro, and this has been Sincerely Speaking.